Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's up, everybody? This veteran shout-out is brought to you by Operation HHA USA. Check them out at hhausa.org. Their mission is to show appreciation and create a sense of community for veterans and active military through archery and the outdoors. How can you not love that? I mean, just great. Everything's great. That is great. Uh, this was submitted by Nate Rabbit, and the veteran is Cody Vaughn. He's in the Marine Corps. It says, Cody did four years in the Marine Corps, did two deployments. I served with him on his second deployment, still my best friend to this day since we parted ways, and he flies up to Massachusetts from Kentucky to spend time with me in the Deerwoods. One Very of the best cool. dudes I know. And by the way, it's Marine Corps, not Corps. <laughs> like a dead body. <laughs> I wonder why you always said that. I just that. spit up yeah. whiskey. Thanks for the body bag there. You work for the military. I was going to say something, but I was like, am I wrong? I'm just an idiot, so. Dipshit. But you work thank for you for your service. Doug. Yeah, thank you for your service, Cody. And now thanks for sending that, Nate. Thanks, Cody. I'll thanks, try uh, correcting that. Thank you both for the service, actually. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Yeah, the ne- yeah. just listen for the next one. It's going to be the, just the opposite of the two. <laughs> That's actually pretty awesome. I don't know yeah. if they coordinated Were they that. both in the Marine Corps? Should, should I do that one back to back? Like, do it now? Give them both, yeah. All right, we'll send it into HHA USA, right? All right, this one was submitted by Cody Vaughn, and the veteran is Nate Rabbit. Says, uh, served four years in the Marine Corps. Corps. <laughs> Fucking A. You're an idiot. Dude, just the way it's written down. Served with him on my second deployment. Best friend of this day. Couldn't ask for a better guy. Great brother, father, husband. I hate flying, I hate flying and flew to Boston just to see him after three years apart. Stellar Marine and friend. Very cool. Boston. Thanks for spending that, you guys. And both, thank you for your service. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thanks, fellas. That's a level of brotherhood. Hey. I'll probably never understand. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to them, guys. Let's do it. We got whiskeys in here. Get me. Reach me. Hey, right. I can't reach. All right. Oh, here, Cheers here. to the Marine Corps. Over the expensive equipment. There we go. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Thanks for your service. Um, I, I've kind of been digging. I don't know if the listeners have been digging us starting right off the rip with a veteran shout out. I think it's just kind of cool to do it that way and a little bit of a change it's, of pace here. I think it's important to do it that way. 
Yeah, why not? It shows that we're we're up front with it, and we do appreciate our veterans and our active military. And absolutely, um, pretty awesome because without you guys, we wouldn't be able to talk shit on a hunting podcast like we do each week. Exactly. So we appreciates you. We loves you, and that's what we appreciate about you. <laughs> Is that all you appreciate about me? Well. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thanks, everyone, for your service. If you served in the military, submit a veteran shout-out, workingclassbowhunter.com. Hit the contact tab. There's a veteran shout-out button there. Click it. Fill it out. Help Doug with his hooked-on Phoenix. Phoenix. And, uh... Can't help me. Marine Corps. 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 All right. Thank you. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. The podcast is presented by Elite Archery. We've been shooting Elite for a long time, uh, proudly made in America, if that matters to you. It should. Um, We challenge you to take the shootability challenge with Elite. Go to a local dealer, find a dealer that carries Elite, and just give one a try. You might love it. We love them. uh, That's all we ask. We think you'd enjoy it, too. So check out EliteArchery.com. Use code WCB there easy um the podcast is also brought to you by big time and big time if you live in a state that offers supplemental feed they have that and they have food plot seeds so something for everyone use code wcb 2021 to save yourself some coin on some good stuff for your deer cha-ching you're gonna like it or whatever animal i guarantee it i guarantee it that's all. What's that? You're going to like the way your buck looks. Oh, I guarantee it. I see what you're doing. Yeah, I see like that. The podcast is also brought to you by Loophold Optics. Very proud of that partnership. We love Loophold. Based out of Beaverton, Oregon. That's right. Great people. Great products. Uh, from rangefinders to binos to spotting scopes for us. We don't really use the rifle scopes because we're not um, into gun hunting as much, but they make great scopes too. Mm-hmm. Um, performance eyewear. They got it all. Uh, we think you'll like it. Loophold optics, check them out. Tell them that we sent you. That helps out. Mm-hmm. The Midwest takeover is what we're calling it. Loophold is going to be more and more involved in the whitetail game as, uh, as we work together. So yeah. give them a shot for you. Just go buy whatever is at your big box store, you know, go out and, and play with the loophold. Um, also spy point cameras, um, from a cell link, which is a great entry way to get into some spy points to the link micros. Um, they really have a lineup for everybody at a good price. Great price. And you can be an insider, an insider club on there. You get different pricing on your plans and entered into giveaways and all sorts of good stuff like that. Um, if you're going to buy a cell cam, just check them out. We think and they have like a free them. plan for a hundred pictures a month, which is you sweet during the it. summer. Yep. Sweet during the summer or in a spot where you don't get a ton of traffic. Yeah. So, um, and you can kind of, you get better pricing with the insiders club, or you can kind of just price it out what works for you or do the free plan. Why not? Um, Rogue Ridge e-bikes, uh, the entry and exit strategy for a lot of people come in and, in and out of the deer woods and even probably the western woods whatever they're hunting um e-bikes are changing the way no central silent and it's fun yep i think people just forget it's fun hell you can even ride over to your buddy's house and drink a few beers you know i mean maybe you've done it (laughs) no (laughs) i'd never do that um the podcast also brought to you by scent crusher been working with scent crusher for a long time um i know you know, you can't always go scent free no matter what, but it goes, it helps to go in as scent free as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, always play the wind, but why not take every precaution that yeah. you can, especially if you're hunting mature whitetails? What you're dumb not to try it. Go the extra mile. Yeah, go the extra mile from the gear bag, the roller bag, everything. Love our scent crusher stuff. Uh, check them out, scentcrusher.com. And then that all being said, 
with another one of our partners that kind of ties into all our other partners is old barn taxidermy. Yep. You know, you, you spend your hard earned money on some of these products that we believe in products that believe or people behind the product that believe in us in order to partner with us. Don't go cheap on your taxidermy. Two things I don't cheap on tattoos and taxidermy. It's pretty good. Boom. And that's it. Everything else. Maybe I'm cheap out, but I'm a cheap ass. I'm over. I pay for convenience anytime I can. (laughs) Like I'm I'm shopping at Harbor Freight, you know? Well, I mean, (laughs) I'm a Pittsburgh man. So uh, what's up? That's right. (laughs) Um, And also Novix tree stands. Uh, We have a code for them working class 21 for 15% off and novixoutdoors.com. You can get into an American made tree stand Mm -hmm. um, for real, like really reasonably priced. And you can get into one for under uh, bear stand with offset bracket, 9.2 pounds. That's, per, that's pretty kick-ass. That, that is kick-ass. That's, that's awesome. kick-ass. And what's great about them, they are local to us. Mm-hmm. So that's even better. Uh, made in USA. They're proud proud of that, and we're proud to be partnered with them. That's pretty right. awesome. Uh, back in the tree stand game. So check them out. That's code WC- we're back. Uh, Working Class 21. I, I always go WCB like in my head. Working Class 21 for 15% off. Mm-hmm. Um, tell them we sent you. Wait. Thank you for tuning into the podcast, and we hope you enjoy it. We, we got through them so you can get to the show. Thanks for being here. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi. I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Welcome to the podcast, episode four hundred and sixty seven. Savon. Savon. That's how you say seven and get up there. Damn, you bring this TikTok references. Doug's got an Instagram for his mustache. Breaking news. We made it. Moving on up. If uh, anyone's out there has seen that or runs it, let us know. What's it? Doug's mustache. Oh, uh, WCB. Doug's mustache WCB on yeah, Instagram. Something like that. <laughs> we suspect a couple people. We think we know. I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Show. Who do you think it is? Do you want to say? No, we don't want to say. Because yeah. I don't think we want to because we want to create an account. Let's, let's leave it open, dude. Let's leave it open. It could be anybody. Okay. We'll see. Anyway. Well, do you think it podcast. has anything to do with... Ross's beard? I think it might. I think it's tied into that. The same people? The yeah, same conspiracy? So. I'm willing to bet. Who, thinks get more, who do you think is going to get more followers? <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Sorry, bud. Does anyone post? Is there anything updated in Ross's beard? No, not for years. The yeah. guy's slacking. Well, let's and catch I say up, guy because it is a guy. Okay. Okay. What if it wasn't, much? though? What if it wasn't? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fellas. How y'all doing? Good. Good. I'm doing great. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, hey. <laughs> I just so when people listen to this in podcast land, it's a little bit delayed. Like we've 
been catching up on our busy schedule because of the delay from the, obviously the construction of building the studio. So some of the stuff you guys are hearing is, is delayed, but relevant for the timing. Um, but if you're listening to this in real time, um, I had a baby several weeks ago, but in real life, I just had a baby. So that's cool. <laughs> right. Congratulations, right. my Congratulations. man. <laughs> little Clyde healthy, man. healthy, big baby boy. Yep. yep. Clyde David. Yep. He's a little hammer. That's little awesome, hammer. dude. Yeah, all healthy, all good there. What's up with you boys? Anything new? No babies. Nothing really. Yeah, nothing as impressive as that. <laughs> no nope. kids yet. So I know about the time this launches, I will be either already in Wyoming or getting ready, and you guys will either be in Alaska or on your way. But And I'm really excited for these hunts, but I'm really excited to, for whitetail season. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. Um, hanging some stands, getting plot stuff wrapped up. Yep. Um, all that. So it's got a plot sprayed the other day. Gonna plant some shit in here next week. I mowed and sprayed. Are you doing soil samples? Nope. Fuck. I got. I. I have to after that podcast. I know it's killing me not to, but I'm like, so I'm such, a, I'm such a fucking hillbilly. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it'll grow. <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm just, kind. It'll grow. One of them, I'm almost tempted to be like because I don't want to fuck around in there too much. Like I don't want to go in there another time. But I think what I'm going to do is till it. I'm going to try and till it this weekend, and then take my soil sample then. And then get out of there. Yep. It's a good call. Then go back in. and I don't know. I, I just don't want to have to go back in and like have to add a bunch of shit to it and fuck around in there more than I need to. Yep. My right tractor in. my tractor broke down two days ago, so we've got a rain, a good chance for rain coming in over the next couple of days. And it's getting right about that time where you're supposed to be starting in on your fall plots for big time. So I touched up a couple of kind of sparse bean, soybean plots. I sprinkled in a little bit of buck brunch. So mm, it'll be nice. a combo soybean buck brunch plot. Very cool. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do soil uh, soil test for two plots, and I have a couple like little like true working class plots. I'm just going to seed them and with clover and hope for the best. Yep. The one I did, I just spray I. Weeded it, sprayed it, and I'll go in with some black brush and yeah. cover it up. Cool, cool. Well, let's uh, let's chat here. First of all, let's knock something out in this intro. So our buddy Jeremy Beck from Wisconsin, he's uh, not afraid to say what he thinks <laughs> to about. To speak his mind. We yeah. love you, Jeremy. You're the man. Like, if we have an opinion on the podcast, he'll just be like, oh, that's stupid. And then he'll, like, respectfully argue with us, if yeah. that's a term it is you're um, never gonna sure. wonder what's on his mind he's always gonna let you know well oh, yeah <laughs> not so, gonna fight him well you're, de- you're definitely not gonna fight him but it sounds like he works with a bunch of idiots because <laughs> oh, i don't know that he works with them they're his, buddies. Fr- his oh, buddies they're his buddies they're his buddies well you shouldn't be yeah. friends with these people jerry word on the st- just, just word on the street uh word on the street they think ross's buck didn't go 200 so i i gotta say my claim here because i so because jeremy told you this he's like hey my buddies think you're full of shit yeah um, if you watch, this has been a long. This was just a shoot. He it's told been me this. several months. Like, I, and I just blew it off. But tonight I had a you remember little, it? It got yeah, had a little jab up. in my side, and I just thought Man, I'll talk about it. If you watch the Ross's recovery of his two hundred two inch buck on our YouTube, and you think that buck is not, if you say that buck's not near two hundred, that buck didn't go two hundred. I would assume that you don't know what big deer look like. Yeah. I knew when we recovered that deer, and I said he's when I said he's eighties. Like I said with confidence, that deer is at least eighties. I figured he was upper eighties, low nineties, just looking at him. And I'm the one that scored him that night. And what we come up with two o two. I mean, three times of two o two. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, if he's not two o two, he's he's damn close. He's within an inch or two of that. Well, I know for a fact I'm a, an official measurer, if you want to call it that. 
And yeah. I've measured the yeah. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I, I've, measured, I've measured the same deer you've measured, and I'm not off by much. It's within a couple inches. Yeah, that deer's two hundred. He's two hundred. If you hold that buck or see that buck or watch that video, it's fucking two hundred. Like, yeah. what if it's not two hundred? What are they calling it? Did he say? Yeah, no, one seventy. Wouldn't say that. One fifty. <laughs> yeah, probably, when people see like it's we run to the trade shows, when they see it, they'll know. Like, it's, that, you just gotta see it in person, really. Yeah, he's huge. They yeah. also don't like your voice, Ross. No, it's that sucks. Maybe it's a personal thing for them. Honestly, my voice sucks today anyway. It's just been real raspy here the last month, it feels raspy. like. But they said it's they didn't good. like your voice on the podcast, huh? Nah. Sucks. These guys hate you for some reason. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. what I don't get the reason. Just because you're you know what you I shot a two hundred incher? They got low self esteem. I yeah. think I think everybody's gotta have that guy they're hating on, Ross. You're at the top, so people hey. are picking at you hey. a little bit. Hey. Sorry. Right. Tough being yeah. at the top. No, it just hey. hates. I'm just here. That's been a while. I haven't been here for a while, so hey, haters gonna hate, you know. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> He's gonna hate, hate, hate. Um so anyway, I had to bring that up because I thought it was funny, but Yeah, Jeremy, tell your friends they suck. <laughs> yeah, get some new friends. Yeah, get some friends that know deer. You know what I mean? <laughs> and appreciate a good beard once in a while. Yeah. Used to be, so, man, I just shaved this thing off for uh this moose trip. I mean it's I didn't still shave it off, but it's I still took high like, level. I took like ten pounds off of it. Yeah, still magnif- magnificent beard, great mm. beard. I can't on. talk. Yeah, still the strong beard in the room. Yeah, yeah. You ain't, ain't, feeding in, ain't feeding into the insta though. No, not not yeah, got, what the fuck? got nothing. Not the page. The page has gone stale. We Stash is taking it. over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about this moose hunt, fellas. We've been kind of hinting on it for a while throughout the podcast because you guys have obviously had this plan for a little bit. Um, I don't know where you want to start with it. I think start. You're talking to the end of that mic there, Ross. Right in the top. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget. That's the first time you've talked into the sure mics. Can you hear me now? Gosh, dang. Oh. It's been a yeah. while. Yeah. It's been that long. Um, you're anyway. on. This is video too, Ross. So. Sweet. Good. <laughs> Just so you know. So well, here I am. No, it's, it's been a long time in the making, man. We've been, uh, Ross, how long we've been planning this trip? Two three. years? Two, I was three years? Say three. Yep. We, we booked this trip a long ways out. We've got a, a local buddy, actually three local buddies, that have already went up to this outfitter yep. and had great success up there and had nothing but good things to say. And, uh, you know, this has been a dream of mine. Like, this is one of my big ones. So I did months and months of research. Well, uh, probably a solid month. I remember it was in the wintertime. I'm like, all right, we're going moose hunting. I want to find the right outfitter to go with. And I knew that our buddy had already been up to Papa Bear Adventures. And you did good, man. You, you explored like four or five different ones. Dude, I had three pages of outfitters that I went through. I called people. I did my research. Yep. And it, I kept coming back to the same two or three guys. And in the end, we'd already had local boots on the ground. They had a great experience. So we're like, why wouldn't we book with these people? And mm-hmm. that's that's how we made our decision. Yeah, we settled that, on that. That so, helps, too, that you know someone that's been up there and oh, actually yeah. has experience and success up there. Yep, makes you Gives feel you a little confidence. better. Somebody's already been thousands Absolutely. of miles away, been to this operation, and can attest to the quality of the operation. Right. So, so what? Um, explain the hunt. Like, So you found this outfit – why did you, besides those factors of having the, I guess, the comfort zone of having people that have been up there or whatever, what else like kind of won you over on it? Well, And what type of hunt is it? Like, kind of break yeah, it down. It, it appealed to us because we're working class guys, so we don't want to have 20-some thousand dollars in a moose hunt. Mm-hmm. And if you go with a guide up there, that's what you're going to have in it. It's like 20 to 30 grand. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's expensive. We, we just didn't want to front that kind of money. So... This was appealing to us because it's a do-it-yourself style hunt. So 
you go up there, you ship your gear, or you can rent some gear from them. Either way you want to do it. And they know the area. They'll have several hunting locations already predetermined, and we'll kind of talk with them when the time comes and pick out our area. They fly you in on a float plane, drop you off for 10 days with the supplies that you have with you, and then any supplies that come in this package, we'll kind of go over that. But um, it's affordable. It's more affordable than going through a guide. It's a do-it-yourself style hunt, but you have people up there that know the animals and know the area and are putting you in the mix. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was interesting for us so yep. you guys are going you don't have a guide with you you're going in blind it's just the three they, illinois they fly us in, in. Yeah. they fly us in on a float plane and kick Man. you out and say see you in 10 days good luck that's bizarre unless you kill which is awesome they have a, a sat phone you just call them and they come fly okay. in grab the meat and get out of there so do they pick you up at the same location or do you guys like float down nope it's not a float trip it will be at a predetermined location so we'll set up camp right there um, the, the kit that we've got does come with a boat and a motor and gas. So we will have the capability to cruise around the water, the body of water that we're on to kind of scout around. But yeah, we'll, I, I imagine <clears throat> primarily most of our hunting is going to be done within a mile of our base camp. Damn. That's going to be cool. That is going to be cool. Okay. It's, so do you want to talk about how much it was? Or you, let's, we should probably should not do that. It, it changes. So every year it's more and more with inflation and everything else. Every year the price goes up. Our buddy, uh, Ray went down there, what, two or three seasons three ago, ago, and it was two or $3,000 less than what we're in it for. I think yep. we're up in the eights. Yep. It was in the in the $8,000 range. Um, so that's very affordable compared to the 20000 It, it you is. A guide it's with le- you. less than half the price. But then you have to figure all the gear you have to that's buy. You, you have to figure your flight, yeah, true. your flight up there and back. It's expensive, as we found out today, to get yep. gear shipped up there. We're shipping 100 pounds of gear a piece up there right now. And then you have to get the meat back after, if you're successful, you have to get all the meat back. So that gets expensive. Which we've been pretty fortunate enough to find out there's a, there's a semi that'll come with a reefer on it. That'll come out of Bethel or I'm sorry, Anchorage. Yes. One or the other. Yes. And then drive all the way back to Chicago. Oh, that's nice. So you can just pick it up. How'd you find that? It was through the guide. Through the guide. And then there's another book that I read and the guy used the same company. It's like Alaska what is it alaska meat express or something, something like something that, like that. Yeah. but i think he's from wisconsin but he delivers meat to chicago i think it's during the month of october he makes several runs just for the moose season like he's bringing so, so it'll be just a matter of sit bringing. around sit around and wait for his call and he'll tell us when he's coming and then we'll so that's all he does is take bring game back he doesn't mm-hmm. bring like seafood or nothing just game i guess you could right, right now <clears throat> someone's yeah. like hey you're going that way I'm sure he does. I think it's probably a was all my friend around deal. You know? Yeah. Hey, pick me up some lobster while you're up there. <laughs> Very cool. So I'm hungry. Um let's talk about let's talk about gear first. Okay. Before we get into like the hunt expectations and stuff like that. I mean you mentioned okay, we gotta buy gear. Yep. What do you mean? Okay. So through this outfitter, when we book with this outfitter, you get their what is it, whatever they call it, a moose camp kit or whatever. So it comes with a Cabela's Guide Series six-man canvas tent. So you get a nice size tent. There's going to be three of us with our gear. So you get that. You get a two-burner stove with, uh, with the propane, the big propane tank. Yeah. Um, you get our cots. You get chairs. You get a cooking kit, which has all your cookware and everything in it. 
Uh, what else? Is there anything else in that kit? It's that I'm like missing? a, it's like a little gas stove. So we we don't light any fires while we're up there because it says you're just going to scare the moose off. So oh really? Yeah, we so don't. You we can't, can't have like a bonfire at night. He not, said you can if you want to, but you're just kind of alerting the animals in the area. They're not they, used to fires up there. You know, it's just yeah, so right. remote. They're not used to it. So, so we're going to stay away in. from that. Hmm. Maybe we'll bring them in. Curiosity. Hey, I doubt that. Yes, yeah, like a maybe grizzly bear. Yeah, maybe the bear killed the moose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Like they never see it, they never smell it. Yep. So that does make a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We were looking forward to sitting in front of a nice crackling fire at night, but the the guy that runs the operation dissuaded us from that. He said, "If you if you want to start one up after you kill a moose, you know, to cook a steak or whatever, do that." Isn't it like kind of off track? But isn't it bizarre? Like up there, there's animals that have never seen people. Like down here, so like every animal I they think I've seen in person. Yeah, yeah, they live with us. Yeah, that is cool to think about. It's crazy, but to it, think that about. makes that's exactly why. Like you know, don't start a fire. You know, right. that makes perfect sense. Yep. So okay, so that's, don't start a fire. Yeah. So that's some of the gear that we that we get through the outfitter. Um, Ross, and we get that we get that boat and the blow. It's like a blow up boat. Yep. With get a dinghy. It's like a dinghy. Yep. With a two-horse motor on it. Get a little motor, get the fuel, all that's included. And none of that goes on our weight. So we're all limited to 100 pounds per guy of gear. That includes clothing, food, weapons. That's everything. Holy so smokes, you, you guys shipped your stuff like today? Yep. So yep. is your bow up there? No. Not yet. So we shipped probably, on average, probably 85 to 90 pounds per guy. Well, probably more than that, counting the food. We're a little heavy, so... We're going to have the luxury. This Papa Bear has a base camp. So we go up there. We stay at their base camp the day before our hunt. We get to package all of our stuff that's going to go on the plane, and then they weigh it, and you get your 100-pound limit there. Mm -hmm. So if we're a little heavy on gear that we sent up, we can kind of sort out what we're really going to need and then get it ready for the plane, and then we fly in the bush the next day. Well, and that'll probably be nice, too, because you'll have the guide right there. He might be like, hey, you really don't need this. Right. If you don't, yeah. you don't exactly. bring yeah. it with you, but yep. and at the same kinda, time, he can be like, hey, you don't really need this, so yep. don't take it. And yes. they, don't and, they don't recommend shipping up a bunch more gear than what you need, but we're, we were probably a little heavy on what we've sent up so far. So did they send you a gear recommendation list? Like, you they know, did. You got your list sure that did. it's going to yeah. be there when you get there. Like, the, yeah, he mentioned the boat and all that. Yep. So... Man, I wish you had that list. I, I do, do too. too I kind of dropped the ball. We, we all three, I printed off all three uh, of us uh, three ring binders so we could go through everything. And we just went through it last night, packing up all the rest of my stuff because I know Cody how much this podcast matters to you guys now. Huh? I know how much this podcast <laughs> I dropped the ball on that. I, I was <laughs> hey, supposed Kurt, to make a list. Hey, dude. I'm glad to have you here, Eric. I know. I, uh, hey, I you guys want to go on a moose trip? <laughs> I'd love to. I'd bring the list with it. We podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah don't forget. I, I remembered the ladder and the light bulbs for the front of the studio. So. Well, Austin dropped the ball. I okay. did. It's my bad. But I think I'll be able to remember most of the gear okay. if we if we just sit down and talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk so, about let's it. talk about it. Let's talk yeah, about it. Here we it. are. Austin said earlier, uh, Papa Bear, but it's Papa Bear Adventures is where we're going. Yep. Okay, shout so, out to them. Yep. What's up, Free Hunt? What's up? <laughs> Sick. <laughs> okay, so let's maybe go over what you can remember that they recommended you bring. Yeah, clothing's the first thing that I'm starting to think of, and rain gear is like the important thing. So yeah. you want to have a nice quality set of rain gear and footwear. So we've never been up there. Everybody's got their own system they like. Ross and I ended up deciding on uh, their Sims waders, and then they go into a Sims wading boot. Mm -hmm. So it's the boot actually stays wet. 
and then your feet stay dry inside of the waders. So it's like a two-piece system. The the boot is actually separate from the waders. Gotcha. Um, I think they were called... Because everything's just wet up there. It is. You're wet a lot. So this basically goes all the way up to your chest, and then you're covered. It's going to be sweaty as hell. Do you think so? They're lightweight. They're very lightweight. So a lot of guys will bring a full, like a neoprene waiter up there. We had a buddy that one of the three guys we were talking about that went up, they brought a full neoprene waiter and they went like a day and they're like, we can't do it. We're just swimming in our own sweat. Mm. Yeah, but so mid September, it could probably be either really hot or probably never start know. to get chilly up there. I think I it's going to, I think it's going to be like probably fifties for an average, I would say, but it's yeah. still going to be hot when you're moving in those. Oh waders. yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and waiters too. Cause it's all one piece. Yeah. yeah. Which a good thing is, is we've had three buddies up there already that have told us that you, you need to be, clothed for cold weather but you're going to walk for a little while and then you're going to sit all day so just and kind, plan of, on, and kind of that damp wet yep yep you could be sitting for a long time yeah so bring, bring some layers just sitting as in just yeah looking. glassing and just just calling and seeing who's moving i mean this is a 10-day hunt mm-hmm. so we've okay we're gonna go up there we're gonna do whatever we can we're gonna split off there might be two guys go you know together and then the third guy go by himself. Right. So, so could we break just, down, I mean, we can go back to gear, but like the 10-day hunt, are you guys hunting for 10 yeah, days? I, I want to break down gear before we go into the okay. hunt. Yeah. Because I think the gear is important because if anybody's thinking about it. Yeah. I yeah, guess if true. you're going to spend money on gear and we're talking about clothing, your biggest thing is rainwear. You're going to want to spend some money on a nice rain suit and some nice boots. Um, you can go with the system like Ross and I did that's an integrated boot and waiter system. Um, our buddy Cody's going up with us. He's got a full hip boot, so it comes all the way up to his waist, basically. You can do that. Um, I know Crispy makes a really nice boot that has an integrated gator in it. It's mm-hmm. a waterproof boot with an integrated gator. goes almost up to your knee. I considered those, but they were like 600 and some bucks. So it was oh, shit. a couple hundred dollars more than the system that I looked at, so I just decided to go with the cheaper system. And the nice thing about our boots are they have boas on them already, yep. so you can click them. And tighten them, or you can just pop it and get it right out of them. Yeah. Because I imagine you guys will take those off when you sleep and stuff just to air out and all that. And our three buddies told us that the best thing you could do in the morning is after you're done cooking your breakfast and you have all this hot water, pour it right in your boot and warm your feet up. Oh, yeah. Before Mm -hmm. you get in there. Yep. The boot's going to be wet, so it's going to be cold when it's 30 degrees when you wake up. So you take your hot water in the morning. Dump it in the boot, stick your foot in it when it's nice and warm, and you're good, you're good to go. It's bizarre, start, but start it makes walking. Sense. Yeah. I'm honestly scared to death because I've always got cold feet, so I don't <laughs> I don't know if my feet are going to fare very well up there in this system. I, 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 right. I think the system makes sense. Yeah, I mean, if you got to be wet, it would suck to just not have that and just have wet feet. You suffer. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't make it with wet are you, feet. Mm-mm. Are you taking uh, Damien's advice and get that pedicure? I, you know, we might do that. Uh, I might do it before I go to Wyoming. Yeah, Kurt and I talked about that. Maybe we'll make it a bro date and we'll go get pedicures. <laughs> hell, hell, I'll just go with you. <laughs> All of us go. Yeah, we're going on a hunt too. Yeah, it's like, yeah we're there, going hunting. It removes the dead skin from your feet. It's supposed to make. I guess it's supposed to make the trip a little more enjoyable on your feet if you have a pedicure. What if before. you went in there? They just rubbed your feet raw, and then your feet hurt the whole time. Yeah. This doesn't sound very working class. Talking about getting a. I'm going to be hey, honest hey. with you, dude. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to this, uh, getting my feet wet all day, every day. Cause you know, that's the best time to clip your toenails. So I'm bringing toenail <laughs> clippers because when your feet are wet, your toenails are wet. They're nice and easy to clip. Um, I, I bought tape for Wyoming called 
fuck, I'll for, I forget it now that I'm trying to make a point. Um, Luca, Luco tape, Luco tape. It's like an athletic tape. So if you get hot spots, you put the tape on your feet. Yeah. Damien recommended that too, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. I, uh, so my wife's friend is like a backcountry hiker and they use it. And then I was watching a video with like born and raised outdoors and they used it too. And I was like, mm. oh shit, that's kind of funny. So I mm-hmm. ordered some just to have it in case I get hot spots. So I don't know. That might be worth bringing. Yeah. That's honestly one of the books I just read. The athletic tape was on the list as mm-hmm. one of the go-tos in the first aid kit. So okay. while we're on that topic, get a good first aid kit if you're going up. You never know. I mean, you're handling sharp knives when you're dressing animals out. Um, you yeah. know, uh, stomach medicine, if you've, you know, your stomach's not going to be used to the kind of food that you're eating. Your diet's going to change a little bit. Um, Advil for if you have bad a bad knee or ankle or whatever ross and i both sympathize with those conditions so yeah uh yeah just not to mention you're walking all day you're gonna be sore so you don't have that anyway uh so yeah good first aid kit um good clothing whatever brand you're gonna rock where ross is gonna be running a combination of stuff i'm gonna be running some Sitka and a lot of huntsworth gear um ross you're gonna be you're gonna have a lot of qu gear i got a lot of qu gear but I've also got a bunch of Huntsworth in there too, yep. so mm-hmm. it's just a combination. Both my rain gear is already QU, so I'm just rolling with that. But yeah, working class boy, style. So I'll tell you what, some of that uh, that Huntsworth stuff is dynamite. It's kick ass. If oh, I hadn't yeah. already bought a bunch of stuff out of QU and spent a fortune doing that, I'd definitely go Huntsworth. Man, my voice is just no. You're right. You sound manly. Um, <laughs> just talking gear, and I don't want to get off on what I'm doing, but I'm bringing like I was trying to think what to pack in my pack of like my Huntworth gear. And I'm bringing like the light pair of pants, the, the base layers that we have, yep. um, that hoodie that has the built in face mask and mm-hmm. the, like the two pockets that, and the midweight jacket is all I'm bringing. And I'm going to throw that all in my pack. I don't know if I'll need more. Maybe I will, but hey, you never know. I, I'd it doesn't rather, hurt to have it. You I know? hate having a lot of gear. Like it annoys me. So I'd hate to just have like this pair of pants that I never need to touch. Yeah. yeah. But, you can't put them on if you don't have them. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. Oh, well, that's the one thing about this trip. You don't really have the luxury of overpacking. Yeah, Pretty right. much bring no. what you have to have. And I probably went a little heavy on some of the clothing, but uh, yeah, I think Austin came in at ninety six pounds, and I'm at eighty one. I've got I've got a couple extra items like the the sled and a yeah, couple he of does. wet bags. He's got some extra stuff in there. Sled. We, our buddy Cody made us a, it's like a hard plastic pull sled. So if we get a large, like a quarter or something and we're just gassed and it's the last thing to come out, we'll have the ability to put it on this pull sled and drag it out versus mm, putting it on our carrying back. It. Yeah. What's nice about all this, like, yeah, you close to a hundred pounds, but it's not on your back the entire time. Like you have it at camp. Right. Right. Which is nice. Do the old trick, get a long, long stick and tie it up and do yep. you carry it yep. out. You know, we'll, we'll have options. Uh, what else? I mean, what else is on this gear list? We brought we brought a few extra things. So our buddy Cody devised a nice uh, block and tackle system. So if we do happen to get a moose that's out in the water, we can get onto him. Uh, paracord's a big thing. They recommend that you bring, what was it, 200 or 300 feet per I guy. Think we're, I think we're stacked at like paracord. 600. So you bring up a lot of paracord, so we can use that to pull the bull out of the water if we have to with this system. Hmm. Um, I've got a shovel. Yep, gotta have a shovel. Gotta have a shitter. Gotta have a hatchet. 
Um, we Gotta have a shitter. The Wyoming saw is a really high-quality saw that they recommend, so the Wyoming saw is good for boning and for wood. We have three blades of each. Uh, we have a really nice water filtration system that I dropped a couple hundred bucks on. It's We've got three filters with it, so that's going to filter all of our water mm-hmm. so you don't bring any water in with you. Um, water jugs. We've got collapsible water jugs. I've got a hot water, like a hot shower bag that will heat up from the sun. It's like a black bag. Oh, man. Um, of course, binoculars, rangefinder. You know, you got to have good optics. We're, loop, loop we're, everything. we're rocking loophole up there for sure. Um, we're going to leave the spotting scope at home. We're just going to bring binoculars, I think. Yeah. In this area, there's not going to be a lot of judging. Like, we don't have stipulations on antler. Right. Re- there's no antler restriction. So in our unit, it is, uh, it's any bull, whereas a lot of... Uh, units in alaska it's a 50 inch bowl or a minimum of three or four brow tines whatever it is in our area we don't have to worry about that so yeah oh really yeah yeah that makes it nice but it's pretty marshy up there so we're gonna be wet the whole time yeah i mean you guys ever think bring it this might seem silly but bringing like uh like a boobalon, boobalon cube, whatever, beef broth, chicken broth. Boobalon. Yep. yep, Ross Boobleon. was talking to me about yep. that. Yep. we talked about it. Boobalon. Boobalon. I just, I don't know. <laughs> Boobalon cube, ain't it? Boobalon. Broth. Boobalon. Hey, broth cube. You ever think about bringing a broth cube up there? <laughs> I just think, beef, like, chicken. That might be a nice thing, like to heat it up on your stove and just have yep. like... I don't know. I feel like that's like an energy booster. If we're going to talk about food, we went to Walmart and uh, <laughs> loaded up the cart there last weekend. We've got, yeah. we've got a lot of, we got some variety. So you're looking for lightweight food that has high calories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Butthole sandwiches, man. Yeah. Butthole sandwich is a good one. I like that. And I've never tried it, but it sounds perfect because you're talking a butthole sandwich as a bagel and peanut butter, high protein S- syrup. Syrup and bacon and bacon. That's but, a lot of that's a lot of calories in a little sandwich. <laughs> Butthole sandwich. But, <laughs> Buckstorm taught me about that one. We went to Colorado. I like that. I know a lot of people Dang. eat them. I don't know if everyone calls them the same thing, but I thought it was pretty funny. It's a great name. Yeah. What did we get for those dry <laughs> dry meals? Uh, we've Mount, got we've got Mountain House meals. Mountain House. We've yep. got a lot of breakfast, a lot of dinner. Mountain House meals. They recommend two per guy per day for ten days. So. You know, three guys. Dude, Mountain House fills you up so fast. Like I get lethargic from them. They just they're, they're cram full of calories. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Mountain House heads up. Have you guys test? Eat, have you eaten Mountain House before, Ross? Not me. Test oh, eat some. Yeah. Because it'll either lock you up or make you shit your brains out. It's one or the other. Okay. To me, seriously, it eat, locks I'm just you gonna up, dive into it? this. I might end up just eating pretzels the whole time. They, I don't know. <laughs> I'll say it locks you up. It don't. locks me up. It's just cool. Don't have to worry about pooping. You mean I'm like, hunting. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, like a bear for preparing for hibernation. Just packs I, his ass full of pine cones. I eat one mountain house for dinner. I don't shit for four days. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, test it out. See how it makes your body feel. That's scary. There's like 35, scary. Uh, 35 grams of protein per meal. They fill you up. Mm-hmm. That's what you want, though. Lightweight, high-calorie meal. Yeah. So They're we delicious. A, we got a bunch of those. We got peanut butter. Yeah. We got uh, high-calorie breakfast bars. We got tuna, um, you know, jerky, stuff that can keep. Like, we've already shipped up all of our food. I mean, it's all going to keep for five weeks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, lightweight, high-calorie food is what you're looking for. Stuff that will that has a good shelf life. And when we get up there, we'll get a few fresh items like maybe some potatoes uh, onions mushrooms stuff we if we kill a moose stuff to kind of say same. that'll be our break when we kill something kill a moose yeah. and then we can have a big moose steak some fresh stuff to kind of oh, complement yeah. the dish and that'll be a nice little meal in alaska i'll probably just lay down for two days okay so 
I don't want to miss any of the. If, I want to get to all the gear that you can think of. If there's extra, let's talk about it. But I want to get into like what Eric was trying to get to earlier. Some of the hunting. Yep. Topic. So, um, what else we got? We're bringing Zolios. Uh, you've got one. I've got one. Yep. They're a device that allows you to text. Uh, it's a it's an unlimited text package. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to check in with the old ladies every day when we get up there, and you guys. So yeah, what about us? Yeah, we'll, we'll throw your there. number in there. You're the in boys. There. And you guys are bringing a podcast recorder up there. We'll Absolutely. have a recorder so we Portable can do some recorder. recording in the tent. There yeah. better be a minimum of four podcasts coming out of this trip. Shit, we got numbers now. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Hate to interrupt this amazing podcast. God, it's so good. It's so I'm good. Amazed, Jeez. So we're, good. we're just killing it. <laughs> Self-serving, huh? Big, 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 big fans of Look life. at us go. <laughs> Real big fans of ourselves. <laughs> uh, the podcast is been a partner with HHA Sports for a long time, and we appreciate you letting us bother you about HHA. Um, it was a Wisconsin-based company, and they were kind enough to give us a code WCB15 so you could save some money if you were in the market. Save some coin. On a new site, on a new rest, or a new stabilizer setup. Uh, they back their products with a lifetime warranty. That's if anything right. happens to them, hit them up. They'll take care of you. That is american right there yes it's lifetime guaranteed check out hha and <laughs> let them know we sent you you have to say you know great cheese great sites that's right did they say that in wisconsin yeah that's what i heard great cheese great i heard beer, it somewhere great sites yeah i heard yeah. somewhere great people mm. decent <laughs> <laughs> really good both sides <laughs> really good both yeah. sides uh so and also huntworth huntworthgear.com if you are unfamiliar with huntworth it is a clothing and camouflage company um, that I think is priced great for working class people and available at a lot of like farm stores in yeah, your area. Yeah. So really um, check them out. They have some awesome patterns, disruption and tarnin um, and hidden uh, disruptions. Really cool. That's what I am. Rock- the majority of my camo this year is disruption. Same. It's more of like a digital look. I think Doug, you are rocking more of the tarnin. Yep. I'm a tarnin camo. boy. Um, but their clothing is Excellent, especially considering the price. You can get into a full hunting setup for under five hundred bucks, and we're not just talking like a jacket and like one like fully set up. It's not a jacket and a pair of socks for five hundred bucks. <laughs> no, it's you know like it's not one jacket for five hundred bucks because you it's feel a like whole you, system. It's a whole system. Yeah, um, it, you can be set up. There's packs coming out. Um, huntworthgear.com check them out i think you'll really like them if you're in the market for a new jacket new clothing anything like that um, make your dollar go as far as possible so you can spend on things that matter like maybe taxidermy um, or whatever else um, that's what's sweet about them being at any local store pretty much is you can go there and try it out like it's yeah our farm and fleet has it right go yeah. try it on it's badass shit yep it is awesome so check them out huntworthgear.com Real nice back to the episode we can do four 10 days one every other now. day we got it we better have at least like 10 30 minute updates yep. i'm bringing like 15 bricks of double a's and we're just going to keep that thing loaded and turn it on the whole time d- day one Day one, my feet are wet. I'm hungry. I want to go home. Home. I want to go home. Home. We're joking around. We're joking around. But the our, our three buddies that have been up there, they said, you know, you can be in physical strength and just be ready to rock. It's a but you got to be mentally strong. Yeah. Oh because yeah. Watch you got up. nothing. You well, can't just go to the bathroom and wipe your ass with toilet paper. Like it's. Or yeah. go to the cabinet and grab a bag of chips. Like right. it's just yeah, you're there shitting near a wolf den. Speaking of that, we got a lot of wet wipes. You're We're good. Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. That's no yeah. wet wipes. wipes. We got a lot of dude wipes. Yep. Yeah, I got those a, are a must. I bought a dude wipe like 
sampler package for Wyoming. We'll get the cool mint ones. No, I don't want Real that. Nice. Ooh, we're unscented. Cool mint. Yeah, I'm unscented. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to menthol my asshole. Oh, it's nice. <laughs> Monkey butt. It's like smoking a cigarette for your real butthole. It's like smoking a cigarette for your butthole. I don't want Shit. that on me. No, is that mint? It's, it's, it's I don't want to. I don't want a moose busting me because my ass smells like a mint leaf. <laughs> Why not? Mint leaf and mountain house runs. Just. <laughs> Not a great time for anybody. Uh, so the food is good. Um, so let's talk equipment as far as bow rifle. Weapons? Okay, we have Weaponry. yet to ship that up. We're keeping that at home with us. We, we're going to fly with the with the rifle and the bow. Yep. Let me let me throw this at you first, Austin. Everyone's going to be like, are you doing it with trad? Right. I wanted to, but no. Uh, we're going to be rocking the Elite. I've uh, got a yeah. lot of money in this trip. This has been years in the making. I'm not messing around. If I get an opportunity at 60 yards, I want to be able to capitalize on that. So yeah. the remedy is coming up. Um, shooting the remedy, 70 pounds, 29-inch draw. Uh, the arrows are the... VAP TKOs. VAP TKO SSs, 75-grain uh, insert. I'm going to be shooting 100-grain solid uh, broadhead on it. And what else? The rifle is going to be a 300 wind mag. The rifle is the backup plan. Hopefully, we don't even have to pick it up. Are you guys bringing three rifles or just one? Two, two. rifles for three guys just to have a backup. Uh, we'll have two 300 wind mags. We're shooting 180 grains. Um, we're practicing out at 300 yards and shooting good with them. So we got uh, loophole scopes on them. We're dialed in, shooting great at 300. Uh, I'm bringing a 10 millimeter Glock as a sidearm. There is a chance that we're going to have an encounter with a grizzly. So click clack, baby. Want to have that? Want to have that uh, that security up on my chest? That so. Kiefer brother sidearm. He told me 10 millimeter, so that's what I'm going with. 190 grain bullet, uh, Buffalo bore 190 onto the 10 millimeter. He'd be proud, I bet. Yep. Okay. He was. But then you got Greg Gessinger. I can't say his last name either. I'm so. sorry. Glessinger. Yep. Glessinger. There you go. I fuck it up. He says he's been up there a lot and says, don't, you don't need a sidearm. He says the spray is faster than the sidearm. Okay. But it's in that podcast that Rogan just had on with the bear guy from Arkansas. They did a, a study on that. I can't remember that guy's name, but any, either way, it was a good podcast. He, uh, he said they did a study on it and they concluded you need both. Because if you got a bear running at you, by the time you spray him, he's still got three seconds before he realizes he's been hit with bear spray, and then he's on your ass. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to decipher which weapon I need when one's coming <laughs> at me, so I'm just going with the 10 millimeters. Just something about the country boy in me wants a gun instead of spray. <laughs> Pulling between the eyes if you can. <laughs> I'm just going to send it. Just spray him with both. Yeah, <laughs> chances are you're never going to have to pull that trigger. I mean, it's going to get ugly with the Department of Fish and Game and everything else if you do have to pull the trigger on one. But well, have it than not. Yeah. Another thing you got to think about. Well, what, what happened been, was what we've been told. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what we've been told by going up there. You when you have your base camp set up and the wind starts switching direction. Say you have a moose that has to stay overnight with you. You got to move that meat so that it's upwind of you. Oh, or, I'm sorry, downwind of you because. You don't want a bear to have to walk into that scent to cut you and cut you down the way go to the through meat. camp to get to yeah. that meat. So our asses are going to be really busy moving meat around all night. The good thing I is, sleep. if we get, have meat in camp, you better I ain't get sleep. Yeah. Good thing <laughs> yeah. is, these guys we're going to have a satellite phone and communicate with our outfitters. So when we get a bull down, it's going to be a day 
or two, if the, you know weather permitting, they're going to be in the next day to pick up that meat. Yeah, you know? true. So it's not going to be in camp with us for very long. What happens if a grizzly does get on the meat? I don't it's know. It's his probably at that point. I mean, but yeah, I'm not going to try to. I wonder what you. I didn't know if you guys it. knew like legally, like can you do anything? Can you give it up? Or I do don't you have think to? so, man. I mean, they they they've told us straight up. I mean, the only thing you can leave behind is the the backbone and the gut pile. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everything else has to come out on the bone. They take that very seriously up in Alaska. There they will should. Be no spoilage. They yeah. should. Yeah. You guys should. You guys should keep the heart and eat it in camp. Oh, I'll eat the heart for sure. I'm so not. It's got to be like. I think I'll eat the ass, honestly, at this point. Uh, I'll get done with mountain house meals, and I'll eat the ass out if I have to. (laughs) Whatever it takes, man. Well, you would anyway, so. Jeez. Jeez. I'm not a big liver guy, but I'll eat heart, man. I like, like, deer heart's one of my jams. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's real good. Okay, so let's talk the hunt. Expectations. Um, what like Concerns. Expectations, concerns, uh, goals. Um, what you're nervous about goals and then backup goals. Cause you got to have a backup goal for a trip like this. Whoever would like to go first. I mean, or what, what is the expectation? Whoever wants to go first. I, just, I mean, come on, give it to us. Here it goes. So Austin's <laughs> is going to be a lot better than mine, but, uh, this so I've told, I've told these guys from the get go. Yeah. I've told these guys from the get go. Like if we get up there and hunting's tough, and we get a decent, decent, decent bull roll in the area, and he's two hundred, and he won't move, and he won't come in, won't commit. I'm, I've got no problem pulling the trigger on that rifle. Really? Okay. I, I'm bound and determined. I'd like to kill one with a bow, but that won't. I'm not going to end my hunt on. I didn't pull the trigger on a rifle because I wanted to so bad with a bow, but I, I came that. home empty-handed. Yeah, <coughs> I have a lot of money. I'm willing to. Willing to pull out the longbow for that one. I have a question. Are you guys going to, like, every day go out your separate ways, or are you going to be in a group together? Yeah, we're going to kind of get a feel for it when we get up there. I mean, if I think it's going to be in our favor to scout the area fast, like the first couple days, and, like, split a group of two up and go one way and another guy go the other way and just get a feel for, like, who's in the area. And, and then maybe, like our buddies went in a group of three and they would put a collar in the middle and then shooters on the outside and the guy in the middle had a weapon too. But that way, if the bull is kind of coming in and hanging up, you've got guys on either side of you, mm-hmm. you might get that opportunity. So we might hunt in a group of three or we might break up and hunt a group of two in a single and just kind of rotate between ourselves. And on top of that, I'm, I plan to take my uh, camera gear up there. I mean, we'd love to get somebody to kill and whoever that somebody is, then once you're killed out, you become cameraman and you just dance back and forth between yeah. Yeah, the other two. It'd be the best if we can get one or two right, right kills on rip. camera. You know, well yeah. get get I mean, a couple right off the rip. That's what I'm yeah. saying. If I could, if we could get one down by day three or four, we're going to be setting pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to kill three animals in a ten day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it just depends. Hustling. It just depends because I've read on their page that they've had guys go back to back, just boom, boom, boom. We well, our buddies went up to camp. They shot one on like day five, and then yep. they killed two on like day nine. Yeah. They killed two bulls at the same time. But you got to think like oh, when shit. you kill one of them, it's probably the next day, whole day you're. Probably yeah, that you thing back to camp, right? You got you're gonna have four to six hours breaking that animal down, and then to getting it back to camp. So if, if you're a mile out, that you, could take a while. Well, you think about it. I mean, if you shoot one at dusk, 
you've got four to six hours of work in the dark. Mm-hmm. So you're and sitting think, there breaking I, them down. I think Ray told me that they were quartering one out after dark, working on one, and there was tall brush, and it was raining, and they had headlights on. Like, that would be my biggest fear. Ugh, but you're going to I mean, you're you gonna be rolled, in that you, situation, though. There's oh, no yeah. way dude, you're you not going to be. You get rolled by a grizzly, like, at any point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't see nothing when it's raining, and your headlights on, and your tall brush. I hate to break it to your ass, but I think I'd be expecting that situation, sir. Yeah. You kill one in the afternoon when animals move. Good thing is, you're not going to be by yourself. So you're going to have buddies kind of watching out for you. Like, yeah, that be, does help. All, all three of you are going to be working on that animal, but you'll have a guy that's kind of taking a break and looking around, you yeah. know, so you'll, Austin, you'll be aware of your surroundings. Keep you your guns hot, buddy. I'm yeah. going to get rolled, and you just make sure you get him shot. Dude, my finger's going to be on that Glock. You almost need, like, one guy is up for 20 minutes, and he's 10 yards yep. from the kill site kind of watching, and then he gets in, and then the other guy takes a 20-minute break, and he's 10 yards from the kill and watching. It's one thing that's going to be nice about having three guys versus a pair. There's going to be another set of hands there to help pack meat out, take care, break the animal down. It's going to make things a little easier. And mm-hmm. even, even in that situation, you can't get in a rush when you're quartering out. I mean, a cut... Uh, a finger slice or whatever your whatever happens you can't yeah, do that that's my even biggest in the fear. rain in the dark in the you're fearing a bear coming running up like just that could you be the end take of your, your time and everything's got to be precision cuts well it's it, gener- generally in alaska like every action is going to have a consequence i mean you have to be super aware and extremely careful the entire time you're on the trip. You always have to think about the move that you're making. Mm-hmm. That's what that's kind of the common denominator on all the books I've read, the people I've talked to, is like pay attention to every move that you make because it's going to have an outcome in the end. Little little mistakes or like, ah, oh, fuck it, you step through the creek here in Illinois. Okay, yep. you might be wet for right. a couple hours, but you get to go back home and change your boots. And that's, yep. that's what Greg said. He's like, dude, I took a I took a bath, I took a shower, you know, got in the water to clean up. He said, I could never warm up. I was there for four more days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to think about that. You chill yourself out, you might not warm back up. Right. True. That's tough. That's scary, too. That's why I'm not getting in the water. So what's your expectations, Austin, as far as, like, what are you thinking? You get out there and... Yeah, we're going to try to get a feel for the area. You know, the first three or four days, I think we'll have a pretty good idea on what our odds are. Um, I'm not planning on picking up the rifle unless it's the second half of the hunt, unless I just see an absolute specimen that I don't really care if he comes home with me with a gun or a bow. But it's going to take a big bull to make that decision for me, so... I'd like to shoot a nice solid bull with the bow, you know, something around 50 inches or better. Um, but I'm not going to be picky. Like if I have a bull that comes in and works to the call and jacks me up and he's 45 inches, so be it, you yeah, know. Right. Yeah. But I should, after this podcast, I should call my buddy Jim Burns. He's been up to Alaska a lot. He'd probably have a lot of good advice for you guys. He's killed a big Boone and Crockett moose. And yep. he had, I've told this story briefly. I, I've been wanting to have him on the podcast since we started the thing. I just need to get him down here. I grew up hunting with him. He got an abscess tooth in Alaska and was like, he woke up, the whole side of his face was swollen. They had to airlift him out. Man. Gee whiz. So he almost died from infection. God. Isn't that wow. crazy? Talk about unfortunate Jeez. timing. That's just horrible. Yeah. So when we get done, well, I might see if I can give him a call here and maybe he, he might have some yeah. really valuable pointers for you yeah. guys that you might not think about, you know. Well, we're talking about goals and everything. And just to let everybody listening know our buddies that went up there this is a good area like we're western alaska we're flying on a bethel on the western part of the the state um they killed three bulls in a 10-day hunt and the smallest one was 51 
they killed a upper fifties and then Ray's was a sixty four. Yeah, they're crazy. big. I mean, they're we're you're in an area where if you want to go for a world class bull, you're in the right place. And they killed all three with rifles. And the third one, our buddy Ray was so close on him with a bow, but last minute just decided I'm not going to let this opportunity slip. And he yeah, what's came with a gun. Out? I don't even know on a well. On a most. It'll yeah. go off a score more than width. Where the width is just kind of a general yeah right. yeah you guys reference. Have, usually, like the Yukon is like fifty inches. Yeah, if you shoot a fifty inch bull, like that's a pretty decent bull. I mean, I, a fifty inch bull is going to be a mountable bull. Is seventy oh, yeah. is seventy Boone and Crockett? Seventy's big. Well, that's big, big. They don't. Yeah, they'll go off a score. Like I said, it won't go off a width. Oh, like that's width right. will get figured in the score, like a whitetail would. But yeah, yeah, that's right. If you're that's if right. you're looking at a seventy inch bull, you're probably looking at a Boone and Crockett bull. Yeah, yeah. I'm just 70 inches. The only experience I know is like my buddy Jim talking about him. I, I remember him saying like 70 inch. Well, his is big. The one he's got is huge. Yeah. Anything over 60 is uh, like that's shooting a 160, 70 plus whitetail. I mean, that's a big bull. Damn. Yeah. That's a big but animal. Massive animal, man. <sighs> like we we're talking about like the back straps got to be as long as the studio table. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I know the rear quarter, the heavy part that you take a rear quarter off, it can weigh 170 pounds. Yep. Holy smoke! That you put that in your backpack, and it yeah. has to be—it has to be left on the bone. Oh, you cannot—you cannot debone that meat. Why? It's not legal in Alaska. It, it, so it wastes meat. So you think about the amount of cuts you make on a cut of meat. It's that much more chance for air to get to it and everything else. The more cuts you make, the more waste you're going to have. So you quarter that animal; it's less waste when you bring it out. Yeah. Holy shit! So you got a 170 pound hunk of meat. Our buddy Cody's a big boy, so I'm dependent on him boy. to take the 170s, and I'll take the fronts that are like 120. <laughs> <laughs> but if we have to, we can drag it out on that sled. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you shoot an absolute specimen of a bull, you could have 150-plus pounds on your back and one chunk of meat. Can I write you guys a checklist of pictures I want you to get if you kill one? Yeah. Because I want a picture of you guys holding a moose back strap, like one of you guys is holding it up and being like, Look at this fucking thing, you know. I am God. Can you imagine? It's got to be 30 pounds of meat. I've seen like solid oh, yeah. meat. Uh, elk backstraps are enormous, so I can only imagine how much bigger a moose is going to be. I mean, so one you're thing, talking meals for days there. Oh, one thing imagine one cut's a steak, just yeah. giant steak. Oh, yeah. One slab. Yeah. You're talking six to 800 pounds of clean meat coming out of a bull. Jeez. <laughs> We didn't talk about uh, we didn't talk about our pack frames that we got in. So I went with QU. I talked about QU earlier, but I went with their carbon fiber uh, pack frame so that carrying this stuff out, it's very comfortable. You got the lower back padding and everything. I mean, it's it, you can fit it to you, mm-hmm. no matter how big you are or small you are, and I, it's very comfortable. I'm telling you, it's it'll fit everything. So you've got a really nice pack. Yeah, I mean it's it costs Still, a lot. 170 but, pounds. It's a lot of weight. But when you can get it cinched to your yeah. back like real tight, I mean that, you can just suck a, that thing that's up. That's a big thing when you pull everything tight to yeah. you. Well the yep. key the key is setting the meat up high. So you get yep. those straps where you can pull it up and set it up on your shoulders more than pulling you down on your lower back. Yeah. yeah. That's the key to packing the meat out. Well your shoulders too are more center of gravity, so that's yep. gonna help you out a shit ton. Yep. Yep. Um I better ask this question because it'll get brought up. Uh you guys played on filming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to have GoPros rolling. I mean, time lapses, B-roll, airplane shit. I mean, all kinds of cool video. And then as far as the hunt goes, yeah, if we're going to have guys hunting together, we're going to have a camera. It's not going to be a requirement to get the kill on film, but it would be very cool to get it. If we can get it, we're going to get it. 
I'm going to shoot the first spike bull I see, and then I'm just going to be cameraman the rest of the trip. <laughs> spike, spike bull. Do they have spike moose? Sure, right? They come out with four Shad's inches. going from six to midnight right now. Spike moose. <laughs> spike moose. Oh, I need it. I need it. <laughs> I need it in my um, life. Planning. We talked about that. We talked about your gear, expectations. Did you guys talk about what ni- like knife set you're bringing? I'm gonna be running some Havilons with the with the disposable blades. Ross, you have a similar setup. Outdoor we, edge. Yep. yep. Then we have some actual folding knives. Um, we have some one piece knives. We're gonna be knifed up. I think we're gonna have two or three. Like, we're way over knifed right now. Yeah, but you want that though? Cause oh, yeah. I mean, that's gonna make your job way easier. You know. And we got a badass first aid kit, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> Bring every knife you got. You got to have good game bags. You're bringing good quality game bags up with you. Yeah, you get yeah. that meat. You you bring two tarps, so you. you one for camp, one for processing. So when you shoot your bull, you have your big eight by ten tarp laid out. You lay the quarters on it, then you get it in the game bags. Goes in your your pack frame, and then back to camp. Well, we got some badass game bags for sure. I I took all mine. What and brand are they? Like, you know, Q U. Oh, they are. <laughs> Ross so is a brand like, whore. They're like, yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Hey, um, so they're like twenty four wide by like sixty inches tall. The X, the XLs are. So they're huge. And I, I put three of those, four of those together. And then I had some that were like 18 by 36. So you got and a variety. I put, yeah, so I have different sizes. But I think there's six or seven of them. And no shit, I put all of them in a uh, vacuum sealer bag that I ran through my uh, food. Processor. What's that called? F- food vac. Food vac, whatever. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I put those. And it, it literally is about a softball and a half size big and that's just a pro just tip a for, for packing like if you're going to go on a trip like this you yep. gotta you got a vac sealer vac seal your stuff condense yeah. it down you know socks everything. so i ran yeah, i ran a lot of want. stuff through the vac sealer just to compress everything get the air out of everything that's a, that's a move yep and and yeah. or roll your clothing yep so roll that's it up always. and then tuck it in your boots and you know you can compress a lot of stuff yeah doing it that way yeah i bought for anyone wondering i've talked about in the store i bought new boots for wyoming I bought uh, crispy Colorados. They're expensive for me. They look nice. They look. <laughs> I like them. I really do. I think they're really comfortable. I looked. I think they look sweet. And I was wearing like my athletic shorts, shooting the bow in the yard, and did like an Instagram story <laughs> the other day. And some guys like from the top, those look like roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of do. He's, he's, got a point. he's got a point. <laughs> I was like, or like ski boots. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, they yeah, they are kind of like ski boots. I like them. I think they're cool. So we're going to be wearing a boot similar to that style coming into camp. Like as my camp boot, that's going to be my camp boot. So I've got mm-hmm. they're actually Under Armors, but they're cheapies. But I'm going to wear those with some gaiters in camp, and then. As far as hunting goes, I'll have my rubber knee boots and then those waders. So mm-hmm. footwear is important up there, and we've never been up there, so I tried to bring three different sets of boots yeah, to try to kind it. of experiment and see what I want up there. From yeah. what you guys said, it sounds like you're taking 3,000 pounds of shit with you. We The <laughs> shit we mailed today, we've got, what are what were they, 35, 45-gallon yeah, Rubbermaid, Rubbermaid totes. totes yeah. So we I got one of those each. Yours Austin is, was 91 on same size totes all the way across the board, but Austin was ninety, ninety five, ninety five, and then Cody was ninety one, ninety ninety one, yeah, and then I was eighty one. But I I trimmed him down a little bit. So yeah, we, we were, we've already got this, this, and the. I had to have I had to have he got two pairs of underwear and hold my hand to help me pack, <laughs> just because I had all this shit laid out, and I'm like, all right, what do I need? What I don't need? I haven't paid attention, read nothing. Like I just, yeah, uh, I'm way behind. So he's a team leader. So. 
Hey, team captain. Yeah. If you're captain, captain right. you get over here and tell me what the I Lord. Need. <laughs> See, that's what we'll that's talk your about. Job. This in the detail. Lord's my captain. When we go to Wyoming, it's going to be me, Devin, and Clint. Well, Clint does the most backcountry stuff out of all of us. So you know? Clint's the team captain. So Clint's a, he's going to make a pack list because we don't need to bring three of everything. We don't need three jet boils. Yep. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? It's like, all right, Clint's got the jet boil. I'll bring a canister of fuel. Devin's got yep. a canister of fuel. And I'll bring, two, you know what I mean? Whatever. Right. That way it's not like, okay, well, and that's the thing. I'm like, what do we need for tents? Devin's got a solo tent. Clint's like, hey, I got a two person. It's going to be tight, but it's ultra light and it, it'll, it won't be a thing to carry it. So I'm like, all right, well, we'll be warm snuggling up, I guess. So, and, and honestly, at that point, nuts to butts, baby. I'm not going to give a shit. I just want to get to bed and get to sleep and wake right. up yep. and go hunting, you know? So that's, that's something else we could talk about. It's a sleeping system. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, Ross, what'd you end up going with? Uh, it was a sleeping pad from Farm King. Nice. That I bought. <laughs> uh, Real nice. It says it's uh, self. What self self inflating? Self inflating? I no. That's and that's a lie. Fucked. That's a no. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I gave that thing about eighty two lungs and still didn't have it blew up. So did you uh, still send it? Yeah, I did. I, I got her blew up. I bought a. I I bought this per Clint recommendation. The big Agnes. It's green and it's really light and it packs down about the size of it, it packs down about this big. So it looks so, like nice. something you float on in a pool. Yeah, it does. Softball and a half. Well, what it does, I have a kafaru Kifar, a quilt, and there's like bungees on it, and it slides inside the quilt, I think. Nice. Nice. I'll figure it out. You think. I'm an idiot. <laughs> hey, you're not an idiot. You're just, you're just, just, seen him just playing Wyoming. out as you go. My, I'm like, mine's, oh, it was two sleeping pads. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> mine's like that, too. It's it's compact. It's like that big. And it was like 20 or 30 bucks through Amazon. But oh, it feels really? pretty comfortable. I got good reviews. So I'm going to try that. It looks gonna, good. We're going to have like the 95. I laid oh, on shit. it. I mean, it Yours feels is probably good. a lot nicer than Mine that. weighs like nothing. Yeah, this one's light. I mean, it's it's that big. It's small. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have the cots. So it's like I told Ross. Worst case scenario, I won't even use it. I'll just sleep on the cot. I'll be fine. Yeah. We're, we're not taking pillows. So. It'd be all right. Use your jacket. <laughs> yeah, we'll wad up a jacket. We'll that's, be yeah. hey, that's our plan. If you guys want to, I have one of those big Agnes pillows. And it's packed up. It's smaller than your fist. Smaller than your fist, yeah. And it is. I slept on it in Wyoming to, just to test it out. It's great. No kidding. It's it's comfy. Huh. What? Like it's and it's shaped kind of like U shaped, so it kind of fits your shoulder. So it's it's. You really know what? Nice. I think I think we're gonna go like on twenty five bucks. We're not gonna have everything we wanted, but we're gonna make it, and then we can come back and tell you what we should have had or what we should would have done. Oh, but yeah. everybody everybody's gonna have different opinions too. Oh yeah, yeah. Depending sure. on, your sleep schedule and how you, how I'll be you honest, handle everything. I'm, and I think the listeners want it too. I want some straight up like alone style recordings from this trip. Like I want you guys like, I want <laughs> like, you guys all snuggling. We're so cold. Ross, it's so good to have your body warmth. No, I'm going to be over there like weaving baskets in the corner and shit. You're going to gather and bury. I want like a reality show. Like it cuts to like you by yourself talking shit about the other two. Like in the, like in the tent. Like, fucking like, Ross has no idea what he's doing, fucking, dude. Like, He's Ross ruining just the, keeps he's ruining the trip. Loser. He's cool because he's got a beard. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden in the background, we can hear you. <laughs> he's all warm over there with his beard. Yeah. He's all warm, cocky. Using it like a pillow. Piece of shit. I want, I want a snuggling for warmth, but fuck that. I ain't doing that. Yeah. yeah. 
I heard everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that on uh, Harold and Kumar? Oh yeah. yeah, freak show when they're in the they're in the <laughs> freaking tow truck. It's like, look at that boil. It's pulsating. Oh it's my like, god, he can hear you. <laughs> I heard I heard everything, everything you said. said. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, well, Pretty. That's exciting. I'm I'm excited for you guys. I'm proud of you guys for going to the extent of planning and actually doing it, taking the plunge. And I think there's going to be, insane. you're going to have, um, there's going to be a mixed reviews of listeners saying like, must be nice to buy a fucking $10,000. Well, probably 12 grand. Well, when it's all said and done. You got to have priorities. Like, We've you know what? Drive, instead of a driving time. a $30,000 truck, drive a $15,000 truck and take that 15 grand and put it into a moose hunt. You know, Who's, have your priorities. I'm talking about a $2,000 truck. That's a good Eric's the, the find the deals. We yeah. Like, dealing, bro. Yeah, Eric's going to have a, brand new truck here soon just trading up didn't well, have to pay for it. it it is easy it's easy for people who don't i mean if you are if you are a listener and you follow us you know but um yeah it's like that's all we do you know what i mean there's no and we've been planning this for three years i mean we in three years time if you can't set aside a little money for this yeah but even then if you need five years do five years hey whatever yeah. if you whatever need 10, it takes. hell yeah if you need 10 years that's yeah. honestly that's probably what i'd be on that 10-year plan so i, need I honestly thinking. still don't have the money saved up for this but i'm going my biggest thing figured out. <laughs> my biggest thing was like age. So I'm still young. You know, I'm in my 30s. I'm yeah. 30. I'm 38. That's a good point, man. You go on a hunt like this. Physical condition is everything. Like you're not gonna. You see older guys doing this, but they're in good shape. Like you want to put 170 pounds on your back and walk through the marsh for a mile and a half when you're 60 years old. Nope. I don't think I'm gonna want to. No, boys. So. We need to go on in our 30s yet. Plus yeah. three. Hey, I need to go on a diet. That's what hey, I need. You you get your diet when you're up there. What that gut do, baby? What that baby? Was that you who started saying that? What that gut do, baby? From uh, Fighter and the Kid. Yeah. It is. I missed that episode. What that gut do, baby? Do baby? Hey, what's up? Yeah. Speaking speaking of that, we're trying to. I'm trying to go into this hunt a little heavy. Yeah. Well, I. Uh, Kurt and I both got on the same train there back in the day, and we did the Kyle Weeder plan. Couple, yeah, Kyle Weeder plan a couple months ago. Did I was good. I was killing Weeders. it. Then my life fell apart, and then I said, "Fuck it." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I, 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 I got to the finish line and did the same thing. I was like, hey, "Fuck it." I was gonna do it before my Wyoming hunt, but I found like that's a like strip your weight fast type diet. Yep. And I felt like really weak. Like when it was all said and done, like I like I, like it just wasn't uh, something I want to go and have to carry two hundred pound moose quarters. So I was going to do it, basically starting at the time of this recording, like last week, starting another cycle. But I didn't want to be on the mountain like drained of energy. Like I want to have something, you know. That's so the thing, man. You're I'm gonna. Just... I've been kind of riding my bike around and doing that thing. So I'm gonna just probably ramp that up here up until I go with and, and being reasonable about it without like killing myself. That way, I'm just like fairly prepared. Yeah, yep. Let's well, be honest. I'm never going to be a Trey Heiner, so you, no. you just get what you get. <laughs> you know. Well, a hunt like this, it's good to prepare for it physically. Like I'm not. I work out every now and then, but with this hunt, I've been trying to make it a more regular thing. So, free weights. Uh, I've got a hundred pounds on my back now. Every other day, I'm walking a mile every other day with a hundred pounds on my back. Just trying to get used to that kind of weight. You know. Woof, it's it's hurting my knees, so I don't really want to go heavier and just blow my knee out four weeks before, before I go up yeah, there. So don't do that. I'm so just gonna that. I'm just gonna keep it at a hundred, and then when I got to buck up and put a hundred and fifty on there, hopefully I'll be able to handle that. Dude, I'm I'm kind of that point. Like I don't want to get 
I don't want to be sore or injured, so I'm starting to get like very careful before I go because we're going about the same time. Yeah. Um, I had my sink crusher roller bag on the ground the other day in like what I call my fireplace room, and I was setting up my loophole uh, to look out. I was trying to set my binos on like a on a tripod so I could look out the back window at deer in the field. And I was walking up and I was looking out the window and I kicked that, you know, on the roller bag, there's that hard edge. I kicked it and cracked my fucking big toenail, like <laughs> three quarters of the way down. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, like this, if this doesn't, I had enough time, like this could be a problem. Oh yeah. Like if I'm hiking, like that can be yeah. a major problem. So I'm like freaking out. Luckily it wasn't as bad, but I split her about halfway down actually. And, and it fell out and I'm like, oh shit. Because like last thing I want is like an ingrown nail, right, or something Oof. like that. But you know what I mean when you're just walking, you're not paying attention. You just smack your foot on something, oh, like yeah. something like that could. I mean, for you guys especially, dude. I guarantee you, a week before this hunt, I'm parking it. Like I'm being careful a week before this. <laughs> You'll hunt. see my fat ass on the couch. <laughs> you know, what I think you guys should do because you're gonna do a lot of traveling. Traveling like dehydrates you. I would like hydrate the fuck out of yourselves on the way there. Yeah. Like it sucked to have to piss on a plane. But I would just be full of water. Yeah. We're going to have plenty of time to piss. What is it, like an eight-hour flight up there from Chicago oh, yeah. to Anchorage? And then our layover. It's not direct, is it? No, we go Chicago to Anchorage, and then we got like a five-hour layover. No, we... Chicago to uh, Washington, and then no, Anchorage. No, no. It goes Chicago to Anchorage. Okay. Yep. We go Chicago to Anchorage. And <laughs> He's then the we, captain, Ross. I'm pretty. Yeah, right. I'm ninety percent sure because that, that was that was an option, but we didn't end up going with that. That was option. the option that I seen, so I just settled on that. But we've evidently moved <laughs> hey, on. You guys, hey, you guys changed. <laughs> we're going. That's we're, your flight. <laughs> that's my flight. Yeah, <laughs> Ross is taking that one. Cody and I are going <laughs> Chicago to see, Anchorage. See three days, and then a five-hour layover, and then Anchorage to Bethel. And then we stage in Bethel, and then the next day is where we take the float plane from Bethel into the bush. Man, that's mm. crazy. I'm excited. Well, we we have a layover. I've heard about a layover. Yeah, and coming back, it's even worse. It's like eight or nine hours. Hey, we, did, we did it. Hey, Eric and I did it on the way up from Wyoming. In you Texas. Just, you just drink and get some food. Honestly, yeah, I get in trouble on layovers. One of one of my <laughs> biggest fears right now is all this COVID shit coming back around. So I'm worried about them shutting oh, down. Oh shit! Like, I did not think about that, dude. Can you imagine? I've real. heard these horror stories. You get clear away from home, and then they just shut the fucker down, and all of a sudden we're you drive back. Oh, I'll guarantee you, I'll ride a bicycle back, whatever it takes. <laughs> or we don't even get to go up. Like, yeah, I don't care if we get up there and it gets shut down. I just want to get up there and well, then kill a moose. <laughs> <laughs> rent a suburban and load all the meat back and just enjoy it for yeah. what it is i mean at that point if that's what happens it's i'll ride a mountain bike and a fucking radio flyer i don't care yeah well at that point you just you do what you got to do yeah <laughs> that's why i'm driving to wyoming i'm not fucking around with nothing. jumping that guy with a reefer unit and give him yeah. check, check your way back i'm leaving almost three days before season starts because i'm going to drive like 15 hours stay at either travis from buckstorm or jeremy's place in south dakota get up and drive the remaining like five, six hours, get there, sleep in, in town somewhere in Wyoming the following morning, head into camp. And then we're going to head in from there. So then we're going to camp in the mountains and wake up, um, September one and go hunting. Nice. Hell yeah. So I can't believe it, man. It's almost here. It's scary. Crazy. Three years waiting. It's been almost three years. We're five weeks away. Yep. Well, I wish you guys the best of luck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good luck. Appreciate it, boys. It's we'll going to be, be fun. We'll be rooting for you. We can't wait to hear the stories. Yep. Just just the experience Hopefully in itself. Hopefully we're back to tell you about them. Yeah. <laughs> you guys just, will be fine. Hopefully at least one of you are. 
just the whole yeah i give one story it'd be cool <laughs> like one story at least yeah the anticipation of the hunt going up there and just going through with this like getting on a float plane going into that country and just seeing it and calling oh, yeah. for moose i mean it's going to be worth the money just to go up there and do that let alone if we actually okay. get a fling an arrow at something can i ask you guys to do one thing before we close this podcast out <laughs> I'd really like you guys to give us your best moose call on air. No shit. You want to go cow and I'll go bull, or what do you want to do? We'll do it at the same time. Uh, you both do cow and bull. I want to hear you separately. <laughs> That's the same thing I was getting ready to do. Pretty good. I mean, <laughs> you go. You do the bull. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> Here, can I try my bowl? And I haven't yeah, yeah, started that's it yours. I'm just going to wing it here. <clears throat> I just sing ACDC. You guys are shit. <laughs> Back in black. <laughs> Cole's t-shirt. I always feel like a, Cole's are always ACDC t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, shit. I don't know what I'm doing. That's it. I mean, a little louder. I like it. I, I mean, that mic, I didn't want to go too aggressive. I don't even know how to do it either. Oh, yours is better. Mm, I like that. Yeah. You got the... the oh, you're covering the hands there. That's good. Okay, yeah, you guys have been practicing. Got to open the jaw. <laughs> I got, like, <laughs> lower your Relax the throat. Lower your tongue. Relax the throat. We all became moose-calling experts. We're like, yeah, that's pretty good. You know yeah, what? Yeah, You'll definitely call it a bull just that. like a moose that I heard. Yeah, dude, just a moose. That's exactly. You'll definitely call a bull in that way. <laughs> good th- <laughs> it's a good thing about moose-calling. You don't have to sound good, but if you don't like it, you can just rake shit on trees, and it's going to no, call them yeah, in. So. Fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah. See all them sticks? I don't want to spend too much time on calls. Those guys welding right now are just like... Fuck this. Yeah. I can't get away from Jeremy's buddies are like, see, see, this is what I'm talking about. (laughs) This guy sucks. (laughs) Killing 160s, calling him 200. What a fag. (laughs) I've heard better calling at Walmart. Yeah. (laughs) In the tampon section. It's tough out here. It's rough. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You said it, not me, man. Take it easy, pal. I think it's time to close her out on that. I appreciate you guys. Good luck to you. Good luck, boys. Thanks, every, guys. Everybody's rooting for you. Kill it. I'd virtual. <laughs> <laughs> virtual. All right. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.